This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's play some football! Run right to the back of him! what's known in football terms as a slam dunk. Here at SEC Media Days, once again, we are with Andy Staples, who, first off, man, welcome to the resistance. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited. You're a tough man to, to track down. You're busy all week, but we got you here. Final day. Lane Kiffin just got off the podium. Um, I would say give me your impressions of what he had to say, but it was mostly NIL related. So uh, Yeah, because he opened the door and he'll actually talk about it. He, he, I appreciate the way Lane talks about it because he just says it for what it is. And, you know, everybody likes to pretend that nobody's paying players for their ability as football players, but that's what they're doing. And people like me who don't think there's anything wrong with that mm-hmm. are like, okay, cool. That yeah. sounds good. And I don't think Lane cares one way or the other as long as the rules are the same for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't get a lot of didn't get a lot of ball questions in there, but what are your impressions of Ole Miss? This is now year four of Lane Kiffin, which is wild to say. Yeah. He doesn't stick around very long. Um, what do you think about them going into 2023? Well, I, I do get the sense that, that he does feel more long-term here because you know, when Auburn opened last year, you, you assumed that if he's going to jump, this would be one he'd jump to, and he didn't. And this this feels like a place that, that he could coach for a while. And he's got a nice formula going with mixing the portal with, with the homegrown. I, I, I think, you know, people assume that he's just getting everybody out of the portal, overhauling the roster every year. And it is an, it is an overhaul, but when you think about it, homegrown offensive lineman for the most part, Quinshawn Judkins, who they had to go make sure they kept, mm-hmm. but that's a person they found, cultivated, developed. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's a good mix. And you know, the, the the fact that Jackson Dart seems to be in the lead in the quarterback competition, and they that they brought those other guys in to have a competition, mm-hmm. but that he's beating them out. I I feel like that should 
that should be promising for those guys. I'm with you there. I do think it's Jackson Dart's job to lose. Lane's probably going to be coy when asked about it, but I do think it's him. Um, Looking kind of big picture here, Matt Corral took a big jump year one to year two in that system. Do you think that Jackson Dart is capable of maybe not that kind of jump because Matt Corral is pretty special, but what do you think in year two of the system? I I, I think it should be better. Now, it it really depends on – the receiving talent and it depends on how do they have playmakers you know i i think they'll be able to run the ball and this offense the, the thing about this offense that people don't understand you know it goes back to art Bryles at baylor it is designed to run for 400 yards a game if the defense will let you you're supposed to take that if the defense will let you and that's what lane really loved about this offense when back when he was at alabama and nick saban sent him around to study everything he liked this one the most and brought it back and and Saban was like, that's a little too extreme for me because of the way you, you line up the receivers outside the numbers. And uh, you really, I mean, declare what you're going to do, and the defense has to declare what it's going to do. But it's a great offense, especially if you can hit those intermediate range passes. Like, the best, when this offense works the best, it's you hit a 15 yard pass, and then eight seconds later, snap the ball, hand off, and that is seven free yards. And that's what, that's what it was with Corral, especially uh, in 2020. That's what it looked like. And if they can get to that point where, you know, Judkins is getting those seven. And then the thing about Judkins is, I mean, I'm watching him walk around here today. I don't know how anybody ever tackles that dude. Like, if he does break a tackle on a play like that, he's gone. So I I think there's a chance that this, this could be a very good rushing offense. And then that helps Jackson Dart in turn because you're going to have to maybe throw another guy in the box mm-hmm. and that the offense is going to create some matchups. I mean, look at what Tennessee does with a very similar thing. Going over to defense, new defensive coordinator Pete Golding came over from Alabama. A lot of familiarity there. Um, working together, coaching against each other. It's a tall task. The defense wasn't terrible a year ago, but right. they weren't great. Can he get them to a spot where they could potentially sneak up on eight, nine wins? Well, that, that's an interesting question because I'll be curious to see what version of Pete Golding you get because I, I imagine it'll look more like the UTSA Pete Golding where you have to be a little more creative because you don't always have better players than right. the other team. You know, at Alabama, you, you come in, it's the same defense that Kirby Smart called, it's the same defense that Jeremy Pruitt called, and you call your own flavor of it. But you ask other coaches, Alabama doesn't get very exotic. They, they don't need to. They have better players, and they rely on the talent advantage to take care of most things. Now, they'll obviously throw some wrinkles in when they're playing teams of of equal or or better talent, but that doesn't happen very often. In this case, it'll be a little more like when he was at UTSA, and he has to be very creative Mm -hmm. and get people in. So I'm interested to see what that looks like because we've seen him in Alabama for the last few years, and and I don't know that it's going to look like that. Where do you see them stacking up in the West? I, 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 I'm of the opinion, my ballot, I got LSU up top. I think Alabama's question mark at quarterback could get interesting. Saban's going to figure it out, but I think LSU just slightly better at this point. But where, where does Ole Miss fall in that tier of, of the West? Well, I, I think it's Alabama and LSU, and then it's just a chunk of five teams. You know, it's Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Auburn. And Texas A&M is different from the other four because they have more talent. Mm-hmm. 
but they've never proven that they can beat the teams they're supposed to beat. So I look at all five of those when they play one another as coin flip games. And I think that makes this a very volatile division. Now, of those teams, who, who can go beat an Alabama or an LSU? I'd say A&M has the, the most likelihood of it because they have the better players. Mm-hmm. But also, Hugh Freeze is back. Like, yeah. Y'all know in Oxford, he can, you know, he scared people in 2012 mm-hmm. taking over a roster the Houston Nut had not done a great job with, and there was no transfer portal. Right. So my guess is he has Auburn quite a bit better pretty quickly, and, and they scare some people. But that that's another piece of it. Zach Arnett taking over at Mississippi State. They're not an air raid team anymore. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a different look and, and something that people are, especially early in the season, going to have to adjust to. Arkansas has K.J. Jefferson back, has Rocket Sanders back. Like This is one of those things where if this were three or four years ago, they would be breaking in a new quarterback right now. So I just I, I think that's absolutely fascinating because you you can order those teams any way you want. You're going to be wrong. Like there's yeah. there's no way to predict what's going to happen with those five. Last thing, Ole Miss goes to Athens this year. They don't go very often. I guess it was 11 years ago, last time they were there. That's I've been I was talking to some Georgia guys this week, and and that was kind of one of those where I said, hey, it's 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 house money. You know, just go have fun, score some points, nobody get hurt, get out of there. Um, how do you see that game going? Because Georgia does have to figure out quarterback, but it's in November. They, so. they figured out quarterback. Carson Beck's a starter. Like, okay. it's, I, I don't see it going <laughs> well for Ole Miss. Like, yeah. I, I, I'd like to, to gas them up a little bit, but no, Georgia has better players. It's yeah. at home. You know, it, that's, and, and that offense you saw with Georgia Tennessee last year. Yeah, Georgia it understands how to deal with that offense, and they have the athletes to deal with it. That's right. a lot of a lot of teams don't have the athletes to do it, but Georgia will will say we're going to keep everything in front of us. You can have your seven and eight yard gains in the passing game. We're just not letting you beat us fifty yards down the field. Yeah, and typically, if you do that enough, the other team's going to make some mistakes. And Georgia's offense is explosive. It was explosive last year. It's going to be explosive again this year. That's the the part people. People look at the defense and think, oh, well, they're just going to grind it out. They can also drop 50 on you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they might be more dynamic in the pass game this year than they were last year just because they had Darnell Washington, who was a tight end, who was nominally – I mean, he was basically a third offensive tackle. Yeah. So they could do some things in the run game that nobody else could do. They'll probably – you know, the tight ends they have are all very athletic now. They'll probably spread them out a little more. Mm-hmm. So – I actually think Beck's going to throw for more than Bennett did because the offense will shift a little bit. Okay. Uh, Win-loss prediction, hot take, whatever you want to do for Ole Miss. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. This is this is the hardest part with the, with those five because, you know, you, you, the range goes for those teams anywhere from five and seven to, to ten and two, depending on how good everybody is. But I'm – I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say eight and four, okay. because I just you know I, I I think I believe in the competence of Lane Kiffin, but I also believe that there's a talent gap with a lot of those teams on the schedule that they're just they're gonna to have to overcome. So. Yeah. All right, Andy Staples now with on three. Good to have you, man. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Yep. 
This podcast is brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over to see Cody Allen and the crew to take on the challenge of their wide, plush Zoiza Fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They have two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up the short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranch.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at bluffcityadvisory.com. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back here on Radio Row, SEC Media Days, Austin Price, VolQuest. First off, um, you've been in the resistance for a while now, but how was the transition over, and how's everything going so far? Oh, it's been going great, man. I mean, just you know, again, it's 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 awesome. You know, having a having a big community that helps you, whether it be at the the regional, the fan site level, or national level. Um, you know, we're we're loving everything about on three. Just actually finished my ballot for. Uh, preseason all sec predicted order of finish couldn't pull the trigger on it for obvious reasons but tennessee right there with georgia in the east now quickly turned that thing around what's this season with josh heupel and and like literally heupel like with hype emphasized a lot of buzz in knoxville well no doubt and and tennessee fans are hoping that last year was not just a a one hit wonder but hey they're very they're very uh appreciative of that one year right i mean tennessee hadn't won more than eight games in a regular season since philip fulmer was fired in 2007 
or he was fired in 08, but the 2007 season is yeah. when they won more than eight. And uh, to win 11 last year was such a big deal. Tennessee's got a rather favor- favorable schedule. Um, you know, Florida still seems like they're down. That's a key game early, though. You've not won in the Swamp since 2003. Um, then you, you know, play South Carolina. If you told Hypo you're only going to win one game all year, but you get to pick it, and you get to pick it by how many points you want to win by, I think he would pick the South Carolina game after the way that game went last year over in Columbia. And so I think Tennessee will have a, that, that one circled big time. Then A&M's kind of that, that X-factor game. What are they, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everybody, you know, could be a little bit of a media love darling this week. You know, maybe not. I think a lot of people want to see how Bobby Petrino does, um, you know. So, I mean, I've got Tennessee second in the East. Uh, I think Kentucky's going to be more competitive. Now, does that mean more wins? I don't know. But I think they'll be in more games with Leary at quarterback uh, than they were a year ago. And, and we'll kind of see where it goes from there. So, hype, we'll stick with that. Joe Milton, I mean, the electric, you see everything going viral with how he throws the ball, 85 yards. A lot of of high expectations for him this year. He showed some big-time flashes a year ago in, 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 you know, a short amount of time. But as the full-time starter, he's the dude. What do you expect from him this season? Well, you you know, a year ago – you know, he came in after Hendon got hurt, and he had a whole month to prepare for that Clemson game. Now he's got a whole year to prepare, several months to prepare for this game against Virginia to start the season. What's he look like when he's got a week to prepare for Florida? What's he look like when he's got a week to play, prepare for South Carolina? I don't think we can answer those questions yet. I think there's some unknown there. Again, I've said for a while, if Joe Milton's good and Tennessee goes 9-3, and 10-2, and two, or anything better than that, I think he's a near-lock top-10 pick because he's going to – pro day it to death right he's going to be every measurable you can ask for um on a pro day and so like i think he's without a doubt the key and then how they protect him how they block it up up front they lose darnell Wright. they lose jerome carbon um you know if cooper mays can stay healthy at center that's huge if he doesn't i think that's a real question mark is who's the backup center because of the style of play and the offense and so you know with joe i think you know there's some variables there but he is the to me still an unknown but he carries himself with a a certain swagger i do think he's improved a lot from overthrow joe which is what we saw to start that 2021 season Mm -hmm. i think he's grown in the offense i think hendon hooker was great for him and I think he's been a really good leader this offseason. I think he'll continue to do so. But, again, as far as on the field, I think some still things we need to see. So there's some known commodities, big names on the offense. Jabari Small, you got Brew McCoy. Um, who is going to be the guy for Joe Milton this year on offense? Well, the one he's most comfortable with is Ramel Keaton because, you know, he was the backup a year ago. And at that point, Ramel was not in that three-man rotation with, you know, Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman and Brew McCoy. And so, like, he kind of developed a nice rapport with Ramel. Mm-hmm. Now that, you know, and I think Ramel will definitely be one of the guys he leans on. I think it'll also be Brew. And then that slot position is so important in this offense. And, you know, Squirrel kind of got a lot of buzz coming out of the Orange Bowl last year. Then you insert Dante Thornton, and they think he can be electric, both inside and out. But I think you will see him a lot in a 6'5", moves like a slot does, but he's tall. And so I think that there's a lot of hope that, that he can really ascend. And if he does, like, he could be the guy that comes out of nowhere in college football, in my opinion. Before we get to defense, we, we, we have to talk about it. In the, the age of NIL and recruiting, Tennessee's sure. recruiting as good as anybody right now. Five-star Mike Matthews commits this week. But Nico Iamaliva, I know everybody, all the buzz, five-star 
tons and tons of hype. Um, you do have to kind of tamper some expectations down and let them know he's still a true freshman. He's got to got to grow and grow it literally and figuratively. He's got to gain some weight. Got to gain some weight. The, big, the best thing going for him, Zach, is the fact that he's got Joe in front of him. And what he needs is good Joe. If good Joe happens, then he's going to play when Tennessee's up big. Yeah, and, and and mop up duty. He's gonna play in those those cupcake games early on, and and, and all of a sudden he kind of you know no one no one's playing him just four games. If he can play five or six games, I think they will play him. They know he's not gonna redshirt, and so like I, I think the biggest thing for for Nico is just you know kind of wading into the pool. We're not you don't throw him into the deep end, see if he can swim, unless Joe is bad, you know, and they've got to make a move at quarterback. If Joe's good, then it's a perfect scenario for Nico. He'll play enough to kind of get his feet wet. Kind of build him, build him upon some things in the offense, and but you're right. I think any true freshman, especially quarterback, offensive tackle, some of those those positions where you really got to think on the fly, it's hard to expect them just to snap the fingers and be you know instant impact playmaker. Right. A little easier at running back or or or, or other positions, yeah. you know, receiver so to speak. But those positions you're talking about, 100. percent I like to tell people that Trevor Lawrence has ruined that for everybody after what he did as a true freshman. Yeah, and again, it helped that he had a supporting cast around him that was yeah. really, really good, yeah. right? I mean, you're throwing to Amari Rodgers and T. Higgins and, and so on and so forth. I mean, he he was he had some really nice players around him, you know, Travis Etienne you know, in the backfield. So, like, I'm not sure Tennessee's at that point where they just have this unbelievable cast of characters. I think they're good at the skill, but, you know, I think, you know, for Tennessee, you want Nico – to be the backup to Joe. You want Joe to play well, and then Nico to assume, uh, ascend to that position a year from now. Defensively, um, really good a year ago. I thought they, they were made a lot of explosive plays defensively. Uh, Amari Thomas, a guy that Ole Miss recruited, um, was a two-way guy in high school and then really yep. came into his own defensively now in college. And then Tamaria McDonald, another guy from the Memphis area. Yep. Um, who are the dudes on defense for people to know in the SEC East this year that are going to be on Tennessee's roster? Well, you know, they replaced Byron Young, and so the ability to get to the quarterback off the edge, to me that's still a question mark. You know, it could be James Pierce, Josh Josephs. Um, you know, uh, Roman Harrison's kind of probably steady Eddie there. But, like, those young kids have a real chance to ascend because I think there's more talent there uh, than with some of the guys that are returning. Um, you know, up front, Big O, Bryson Easton, another Memphis kid mm-hmm. in the middle. Elijah Simmons is an unknown. But, again, when he flashes, he flashes big. Uh, Tyler Barron, this is a contract year for him. You know, yeah. And that's how you got to kind of look at that for a lot of these kids is you go out and play well. He's got that Albert Hainsworth or Jeff Blauser mentality. If you want to go old school Braves, mid nineties, you know, um, you know, balls out, goes to the Cubs, never to be heard from again. Uh, but but he still got paid, right? And so, um, you know, I think that's the big thing. I think they're going to be much improved at linebacker. Um, you know, Aaron Beasley really started to come on into his own at the end of last year. They got the transfer Keenan Peely, and they got a couple of young guys they really like. Um, you know, and so you know, the Arian Carter here from the Nashville area, Elijah Herring. So you know, they do be alignment. The question mark to me is in the secondary, and that's really at safety. Wesley Walker will transition from kind of being a backup nickel to being a starting safety. Jalen McCullough is a guy that I think Tennessee fans are ready to move on from. I'm not sure Tennessee's defensive staff's ready to move on from him yet, um, but you know, Tennessee I think's got to be a little more athletic, a little better in the back end. But you're right. I mean, like you talk about them, like everybody loves to like hate on Tennessee's defense, but like. 10 of the 13 games last year, they allowed less than 30. Mm-hmm. If you're allowing less than 30 in college football, that's not bad. Hype pointed it out when he met with the media earlier. Everybody loves to say our defense is on the field all the time. We were 38th in, you know, defensive series against, you yeah. know. 
So I mean, like it's not like we were number one, number ten in that. I mean, we, we you know you know not straight middle of the pack, but you know, and not bad um, for his, for the style of play they have. So. Now, the defense is, uh, I think, where Tennessee could take the greatest leap this year. They could come back down to earth a little bit on offense, mm-hmm. but take a step on defense, and all of a sudden it equals out. Yeah, allowing sub-30 a game in 2023, that's pretty good with the way the offenses are. Well, and one of the, you know, in reality, because you could say, well, Florida got it when Tennessee was trying to set on the ball late, and Florida got a couple of t- touchdowns in the last five minutes to yeah. make it interesting. But – Georgia also set on the ball in the second half when they could have scored over 30. So it kind of equals out, right? Yeah. So really it's, you know, the Alabama with Bryce Young. I mean, they'll score 40 on near yeah. everybody. And then uh, and then, then the South Carolina game is the one that just sticks in Tennessee's crawl a lot because, you know, giving up 60 to, to you know, Spencer Rattler, who had kind of been lifeless up to that point, yeah. um, you know, was something that Tennessee fans just could not get over and, and won't get over anytime soon. Last thing here, a little, little laid back, a little fun one here. Um, Knoxville as a city is just booming the yeah. last couple of years, really growing. Um, anytime I get up there, I try to get over to the south side. Do you venture out anymore outside of the, the normal haunts and normal restaurants in downtown? Yeah, you know, I, I'm a kind of a creature of habit. I like to go where I like to go. Um, you know, I, there, there's a few guys that like, you know, will, will, you know, if they can get me to go, you know, out to try some new things, we do that. Um, but, you know, with young kids, it's kind of like, you know, it, it, it's it's more on a date night that that type of stuff yeah. happens. Most of the time, my kids want to go to Chick Fil A, you know, <laughs> and so there's a lot of that right now. Um, so I, you know, I'm needing them to get back in school so I can actually go have a meal that's not <laughs> McDonald's, Chick Fil A, or pizza. Yeah. All right, that's uh, awesome. Price on three. Vol Quest talking Tennessee Vols. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank. Local. Invested. Modern banking. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Back at SEC Media Days here with Olin Buchanan of Tex-Ags, the biggest question you've gotten this week has to be Bobby Petrino play calling what what do you think is really going to happen is it going to be a, a equal parts 50-50 marriage or will he have the keys I think he's going to have the keys I really do I think you don't bring in Bobby Petrino if you're not going to let him uh, have control of the offense now being control of the offense I don't think that gives him autonomy 
a good head coach has that headset on for a reason. He said, hey, I want to push it here. Let's slow it down. Let's work some clock, you know, uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and then he lets the, the, the uh, coach, the offensive coordinator, play caller, you know, come up with the play that he thinks most advantageous at that time. And I think that's what you're going to see for the most part. Now, if they're rolling, I'm sure he'll just be quiet and let Bobby do his thing. If, if, if Jimbo Fisher had brought in a younger offensive coordinator, I, you know, maybe somebody like Garrett Riley, who had a, a young guy with a big reputation, a growing reputation. Maybe I would be more skeptical. Uh, but, you know, take it from me as an old guy, we old guys are going to be uh, more likely to, or more comfortable with a guy that's uh, kind of our own contemporary that, you know, you know, have done things for a long period of time and had success. Now, I get it. For whatever reason, Jimbo seems hesitant to uh, go full in, full on. He sends mixed messages. Sometimes he says, well, you know, we hope he's going to call the plays. Then other times he'll go to another uh, interview and say, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to call the plays. I think, uh, you know, I think sometimes Jimbo talks so fast that he gets ahead of himself. Uh, but I really do think that uh, with Bobby Petrino's background, uh, and quite frankly, let's be honest, he has a history of things aren't going right, mm. right, Looking at the quarterback position, um, I thought that Connor Wegman kind of came into his own towards the end of the season. Um, had a big game against Ole Miss. Too little too late there. That was a wild one. But year two, uh, I, I mean, I, you tell me. I expect him to be the guy, and I expect him to put up big numbers and have a big year. What do you think? We hope he keeps making progress. Um, he looked good against Ole Miss. I thought he looked good against LSU. He didn't put up huge numbers. He didn't have to, but he made uh, some good passes for touchdowns, uh, very well-thrown balls, and uh, he had some scrambles to keep uh, drives going. And that's something you haven't seen a lot from A&M quarterbacks lately. Uh, now, Jimbo Fisher will tell you it's an open competition, and quite frankly, Max Johnson looked better in the spring for whatever that's worth. And he has been a successful quarterback at the SEC level, but I'm kind of with you. I think Connor Wegman will ultimately be uh, the starting quarterback, and quite frankly, potentially, and that's a huge word that's both good and bad, but potentially I think he's the best quarterback A&M will have had since Johnny Menzel. Maybe he'll make those kind of strides this year and show it. Nia Smith was here this week, uh, another probably one of the bigger playmakers on the roster. Um, he's a known commodity. We know how good he is and what, what he can do to impact a game. Who else do you think is going to stand out on that offense and, and be a name to know come October, November? Yeah, I think the, uh, I think the receiver group is as good as any in the SEC. With the nice coming back, that was huge. Uh, but, you know, Evan Stewart was a freshman All-American. You might have saw him against Alabama making a lot of real acrobatic catches. Uh, Moose Muhammad did the same. You might have saw that one-handed touchdown catch <laughs> yeah. he made against you. You know, when he got a chance, he really distinguished himself too. And I'm going to tell you something. Remember the name Noah Thomas because he's a big six-six, about 210-pound guy. That uh, that it was he was just the guy they talked about all spring as being the guy that's really big. So they think he's going to have a breakout year. So I think those any of those four guys they think have the ability to to do big things. Of course, we've, we've seen it with Anias, especially, and getting him back was was just a, a pleasant surprise, obviously. But um, I'm not saying that they're going to have the best group of receivers in the SEC, uh, but they're as good as anybody. Switching over to defense, DJ Durkin, um, 
had some some highs and some lows last year, but you, you saw what he did at Ole Miss in, in, in short time, and they were able to be effective and to be good enough. Obviously, working with a much better roster in College Station, what do you think the defense is going to look like this year? Uh, you know, it was kind of smoke and mirrors last year because they were among the worst in the country in run defense. They are among the ro- worst in the country in sacks and among the worst in the country in interceptions. And yet, they were 25th in the country in uh, in points allowed. So <laughs> there's some smoke and mirrors going on. Um, yeah, I noticed that uh, when, when he was at Ole Miss, uh, I think they got exponentially better from year one to year two under him. So uh, I would think that I would see A and M improve in a lot of those categories. And a big part of that is, you know, McKinley Jackson and uh, Fidel Diggs. They're two most experienced and probably best defensive linemen both missed about half the season with injuries last Mm -hmm. year so having them back healthy makes a big deal but of course everybody remembers that uh, 2022 recruiting class number one in the country and it was real heavy in defensive linemen Mm -hmm. um but hey these are i don't care how talented you are as a true freshman you're a true freshman going against grown men in the sec and uh, they showed flashes mm-hmm. of, of what they could be. And the hope is, the expectation is, with a year of experience, a year of growth mentally and physically, strength-wise, getting stronger, that they're going to be better equipped to use that talent this year. So you look for a guy like Walter Nolan and Shamar Stewart and LT Overton, have kid uh, Malik Sela that, that flashed real well, that those guys are now ready to play at a high level. And if they are, uh, a&M could be really strong in the defensive line. You show me a good defensive line, I'll show you a good defense. Yeah. Last thing, kind of big picture here. What's the what's kind of the pulse in College Station with the program? Because a lot of buzz with recruiting, obviously. You get Bobby Petrino, that's, you know, front page news. But it seems like A&M is, you know, two steps forward, three steps back, where they, you know, they beat Alabama and then they'll lose a couple head scratchers. The talent's obviously there. Jimbo is a guy that's won a national championship. Now you got Bobby Petrino, a guy that, that took Arkansas on the brink of winning an SEC championship. I mean, what what's the expectation from fans, and is there some nuance or context there with a first-year coordinator like him getting back into the SEC? Um, now, you know, first of all, I'll say this about Bobby Petrino. You know, he scored more – his uh, – what was it? Missouri State team scored more points against Arkansas last year than the Texas A&M did. Yeah. So you can go right there and, <laughs> yeah. and use that as a jumping-off point to think, okay, you know, there's really not a lot of a lot of doubts about Bobby Petrino, what he can do, provided he's given uh, you know enough uh, enough control to do it. Um, I think overall, it's the, the feeling in Texas at Texas A&M is it's time. Uh, it's always next year. And you know they now they it came to time in 2020, and they had a big year, mm-hmm. and they only lost to Alabama and that team. There was no no shame there, but the last two seasons have been disappointing. They've had great recruiting classes. Uh, yes, you had to wait for some of those guys to grow up. Well, they should be grown up now. Yeah. And so uh, I think uh, I think anything less than than 10 wins, and that would include a bowl game, but I think anything less than 10 wins should should really, frankly, be considered a huge disappointment. And, uh, you know, the the previous guy 
the previous coach got fired for averaging eight wins over six years. And if you can't go out and win at least nine or ten games, uh, I don't know that you've shown that you're any better. You mentioned the previous guy. Last thing I have to ask you real quick, um, looking forward to the Johnny Manziel documentary. (laughs) I don't know if I should be or not. <laughs> you know, th- those were two of the most fun years to cover yeah. AM ever. He was electric. Always seemed like he was teetering on the brink of disaster and it usually <laughs> turned out, yeah. you know, great like a like a some kind of crazy movie, right? Uh and it was fun, but you know, the all the off the field antics got old after a while and you know, it's funny thing about Johnny is if you get to if you can ever pin him down and get a chance to uh, have one-on-one. He's a, he's a great guy, but he had his demons and he had his problems. And um, I wonder how. I'm sure this documentary is going to going to really delve into those situations. Yeah. I think what the, the sad thing about Johnny Manziel is he was a really great player. I don't think anybody's going to deny that. But there's this thought that he could have been even greater. Yeah. All right, Olin Buchanan, Texags here at SEC Media Days. Thanks, man. You bet. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.